Hi there, welcome to Explain This, a podcast where we try to explain complex things in simpler ways for people of all ages. I'm your host Jin Kim, and today we'll talk about how compound interest works, and how you can use it to save and earn a ton of money. Let's get started. When is the best time to invest? Is it when you feel like you have enough savings and income that you can afford to play around with investing? Well, truth be told, the answer is much simpler. The best time to invest was yesterday. Uh Uh-oh. Closely followed by second best time, today. This is because compound interest rewards people who start saving and investing as early as possible. You might have heard of compound interest in maths class ages ago, that magic principle that makes savings, mortgages, and credit card debt balloon out of control. But how does it work, and why should you care about it? As usual, let's start by explaining it to you as if you were five years old. Let's say that you have eight pieces of chocolate. Now, if you're a really good boy or girl and don't eat them for a whole day, tomorrow, I'll give you even more chocolate. How many chocolates? Well, I'll give you half of how many chocolates you have left. So, if you eat all eight chocolates, you'll get nothing. If you save them all, I'll give you four extra chocolates, meaning you'll have 12. Now, the same rule applies each day. Every morning, I'll give you half of whatever amount of chocolate you have left over. So on the third day, if you haven't eaten any chocolates, that means I'm going to give you half of 12, which is six. So you'll have 18 chocolates by the end of the day. On day four, we can add another nine, which makes 27 chocolates. By day five, we add 13 and a half. So you have 40 and a half chocolates. It's only been five days and you already have five times the number of chocolates. So let's keep following this rule. By the end of the first week, you're going to have 91 chocolates. By day 13, you have just over a thousand chocolates. Whoa. And guess how many chocolates you'll have by the end of the month if you haven't eaten any of it? 1,022,672 chocolates. Oh lordy. All that for being a well-disciplined kid and having an incredibly generous dad who doesn't care about whether you get diabetes or whether he goes into financial ruin from buying way too much chocolate. Even if I gave you 100 chocolate a day instead of half of what you have, you'd only have just shy of 3,000 chocolates by the end of the month. And that's the power of compound interest. Welcome back. Okay, so giving a five-year-old kid a million chocolates seems a little bit ridiculous. I mean, imagine how rotten their teeth would look after the end of the month. And for the record, what child saves up that much chocolate for more than a week? I don't think even the children from the marshmallow experiment could do that. So let's switch it up and bring it back to where compound interest really matters for us. Money. Now normally when you borrow money, say for a debt like a mortgage, you have to pay interest. When you save money in a bank account, the bank is the one who borrows that money and pays you interest. The interest will usually be some pre-agreed percentage. For example, Let's say I borrow $100 from you with 5% interest per year. If I paid you diligently every year, I'd be paying $5 back to you just in interest. If I finally decide to pay back your $100 after 5 years, you'd have $100 plus 5 years of interest, which is $25 total. 
Now this is what we call simple interest. Nice, clean, and easy to calculate. And who doesn't like free money, right? Well, slight side note, it's not technically free because interest is basically the price of you not getting to use that $100 for those five years, or what economists call an opportunity cost. Anywho, back to the show. Now, compound interest is a different kind of interest to simple interest. It has one extra step. Say that instead of paying your interest at a fixed rate every year, I tell you I'll pay it all back in five years and compound, or add up, all my interest for those five years. This means that every year, I'll add 5% of whatever amount of money I've borrowed in total, that's original sum plus the interest, to the borrowed amount. Alright, I know that sounds a bit wordy, so let's use numbers instead to help explain that. So, same $100 over five years at 5% interest. But this time, instead of simple interest, we're going to use compound interest. The first year is the same, 5% of $100 is $5. But instead of paying it back to you, I'm going to add it to the borrowed amount. This means at the end of the second year, I take 5% interest from $105 and add it to my total loan. 5% of $105 is $5.25, so now I owe a total of $110.25 to you. Is this making sense? Alright, so the third year, I owe $110.25 plus 5%, which is 5.51, so I owe you $115.76. By the end of the fourth year, I owe $121.55, and by the end of the fifth year, I owe a total of $127.63. So already, you made an extra $2.63 just because we agreed on compound interest rather than simple interest. And because apparently I'm a fool. Woo! Extra money! But hang on, why should we go through all that maths just to make an extra couple bucks? The answer is the power of exponential growth. The chocolate example already showed us how compound interest snowballs out of control the more time passes. Let's show this with money instead of chocolate. This time, let's look at investments instead of loans. So say you won a small lottery ticket and got $10,000. Now, you could either buy yourself a pretty new car, or maybe, just just maybe, you could invest that money instead. You know, because you're a financially responsible person who needs to help Jin make a point of this example. Alright, so we're going to invest the $10,000 with a bank that promises us a compound interest of 5%. This means that in 5 years, we'll have $12,763, meaning we've earned $2,763 instead of spending $2,763 on petrol on that new car we decided not to buy. Now, let me ask you a question. How much do you think your investment will be worth in 10 years' time? Or 20 years? Or even 30 years' time? Ugh, that's a lot of times I have to add 5% every time. I wonder if there's an easy way to calculate that. Well, turns out maths class may have been super boring in school, but when it comes to money, it's going to be your best friend. So with mathematical magic and sorcery and shortcuts, we can convert compound interest into a simple formula. A equals P times the nth square of 1 plus R to the power of N. Whoa, 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 whoa. That doesn't sound simple at all, Jin. What the hell? I thought this podcast was meant to teach me things in an easy way, not bring back maths class PTSD. Okay, fine, I'll do the maths for you. 
but I'll leave the formula in the show notes for people who are awesome and like maths. All right, so if we take $10,000 and times it by 1.05 to the power of 10. All right, got it. So in 10 years, you'll have $16,288.94. That's not bad. That's a 63% return on investment. Now we can buy an even better car. Or you can leave that investment alone and let the compound interest do its magic. Because if you wait five more years, you'll have $20,789.28. That's more than double your original investment in 15 years. 20 years from your investment, you'll have $26,533. And in 30 years, you'll have $43,219. And if you're really patient, in 50 years, your investment goes from $10,000 to, wait for it, $114,674. Wow. So this is the power of exponential growth. Because the formula includes the magic words, power of n, where n is the number of years, your investment will grow faster and faster if you leave it for longer. I'll use another example to highlight how powerful power of can be. Let's say you win the lottery, but you get to choose how you get paid. Option A, you get paid $1 million upfront, no questions asked. Or option B, you get paid one cent on the first day, just, just one cent, but then double the amount you have every day for a month. As in, one cent on day one, two cents on day two, four cents on day three, etc, etc. Which would you choose? A cool instant million dollars sounds amazing, but hopefully by now you're catching on that I'm giving very, very biased choices and the simple answer is not the right answer. If you play out option B, sure, it'll just be a few cents here and there for a few days, but because you're doubling the amount, as in growing it by the power of two, the bigger the amount, the bigger the return. So day one, you have one cent. Day 10, you have $5. Day 15, you have $163. Day 20, $10,486. And by the end of the 30 days, you're going to have a whopping $5.37 million, five times more than option A. Of course, you're never going to find any bank that will give you 100% interest to double your investment each time. But you can still see my point. Exponential growth will give you significantly more returns the longer time passes. And this is why you should invest as early as possible, kids. Because time is cash money. Let's take a short break and let you think about what kind of luxury retirement you could have with that kind of money. And we're back. What lavish, rich life did you imagine? I'm sure it's a lovely image you have in your head, so we're going to go right ahead and crush your dreams. Because compound interest has a dark side. It applies to debt, too. The two most common types of debt that use compound interest are credit cards and some kinds of mortgages. When you use your credit card, you're essentially taking out a loan. If you don't pay it back within the interest-free period, they'll start charging interest, at quite a high rate too, I might add. If you don't pay this interest back quickly, the next interest will compound, and you'll be charged even more interest. Over time, this builds and builds and builds, until you can barely keep up with just paying the interest, let alone your original loan. Fortunately, you've learned maths now, and how compound interest works, so you can win this fight. 
To stop that horrible vicious cycle, you must do the same as investing. Pay off your debt as early as possible. Come on, Jen. That's as useful as Nike telling us to just do it when we're not feeling motivated to exercise. But seriously, I mean it. Instead of putting money away into savings, you should put as much of your disposable income back into paying off your credit card. Because otherwise, the compound interest will snowball far greater than whatever returns you'd get on your savings. Even if you're chipping away in small increments, as long as the total amount of debt increases, then the interest will get smaller and smaller. There's no easy way to pay off a debt, but at least you can prevent the suffering from being prolonged. Now, I know you didn't bother learning the formula, but if you paid attention, the first variable P stands for present value, that is, the original amount of money. In the case of debt, reducing this as fast as possible will reduce the amount you pay through compound interest. Conversely, if you add to your original investment and increase P, you'll get much higher returns thanks to compound interest. This means that instead of just doing one lump sum investment, you should regularly chip in to add incremental investments throughout time. For example, if you invest $1,000 for 10 years with a compound interest of 8%, the formula tells us we'll have $2,159 by the end of it. More than double our investment already, score! But if we decide to add just $100 to the investment every year, then we earn an extra $565 on top of this. That's a whole 50% increase in returns already. It seems worth it to me. Phew, is your head spinning with all the numbers and the dollar dollar bills yet? Let's pause and look back on what we've learned today. First, compound interest is when you add the interest to the investment or debt amount. Then take the interest of that total amount the next time period. Second, compound interest grows exponentially, meaning that over time, the rate of growth speeds up rapidly. With a 5% interest rate, you can double your investment in 15 years. With a 7.3% interest rate, you can do it in just 10 years. Third, credit card debt also uses compound interest, so it can get out of hand if you don't pay it off as soon as possible. Pay off your credit card before even thinking about investing or saving. Fourth, Regularly adding a small amount to your investment or paying off extra amount of debt can go a long way thanks to compound interest. Lastly, maths is awesome and using it wisely will let you save a lot of money. You can thank me for making maths cool again. This PSA was brought to you by the number three. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Explain This. I hope this episode was interesting and useful and adds to your life in some way. If you get rich in the future because you started investing early like I told you to, maybe buy me a cup of coffee someday. Until then, go out there and make some money! Explain This was written and hosted by me, Jin Kim. If you'd like to suggest a topic or just send a lovely message, you can email me at explainthiscast at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook or Twitter. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.